Welcome back to I Did This Instead of Killing Myself, everyone. Stand-up comedy podcast based in Greenville, South Carolina. It's the week of November 14th, 2022. Thanks for listening. If it's your first time here, thanks so much for stopping by. It's, uh, yeah, like and subscribe if you want to check it out. We talk to local comics here in the upstate and uh, just have a good time and we uh, keep it light. Crazy world out there. I don't know why I said that. I got my headphones on and I'm uh, in my own. Uh, yeah. I just, okay, here's why. I feel off right now because I just took like a four-hour nap. I've been very tired. So I slept all day Sunday. And I put Do Not Disturb on my phone. And it felt amazing. Do that sometimes. Just stop doing stuff. Maybe right now is a good time to do that. If it's Monday morning and you're feeling like depressed and like not feeling like doing your job, just put this episode on, chill out, and just be lazy. Um, look at some memes. Scroll on your phone. Just ease into your week. Don't don't work too hard. All right. Anyway, our guest today is somebody that helps relieve stress in my life. Um, just because anytime I see him, he's always got a positive disposition. I love the timing of this episode, too, because this guy's also a veteran, and this is coming off of uh, last Friday was Veterans Day. So really appreciate this dude's service. Our guest today, Chris Whiteside. Chris is uh, truly one of my favorite people in the Greenville comedy scene. Um, I mentioned this in the interview, but this is overdue. We should have had him on much earlier. Um, he is just a fixture. If you've ever been downtown um, at a karaoke mic or at an open mic, um, you'll probably have seen Chris. But he is, uh, first thing I'll say, yes, he's just a very positive person. Um, lights up a room, always got a smile on. And... Um, he is uh, musically talented. He's one of the best voices I've heard of the local comics who uh, sing karaoke. He does a hell of a prince, and um, Purple Rain is his go-to. And um, he uh, he also can play the ukulele, sing on stage, and um, very funny, very likable, and just an awesome guy. So I was really glad we got to know him on this uh, episode. So on this episode, we talk about his background, it comes from Traveler's Rest, and um, kind of born and raised here in South Carolina. He spent time in the military with the Army. We talk about what he did over in Iraq and some really cool stories over there that I thought were fascinating. And again, appreciate his service. He shares his Obama impression. And yeah, really enjoyed the interview. I think you'll enjoy him too. It's impossible not to. This dude's an awesome guy. So anyway, um, before we get to the interview though, here's what's going on this week in local comedy, the week of November 14th, 2022. So this week we have our normal open mic starting with Coffee Underground tonight at 7 o'clock, hosted by No Expectations Comedy. Craig Holcomb, Travis Thubbin starts at 7, get there um, or between 6 and 6.30 to sign up. On Tuesday we have Radio Room, hosted by Jeff Thompson. Um, that's an 8 o'clock show, show up, sign up. Also on Tuesday we have The Art Bar in Columbia, hosted by Patrick Fowler, DM Patrick for a spot. Also on Tuesday we have The Odd with James Herod. 9 o'clock show. On Wednesday, Tom Emmons, Swamp Rabbit Comedy. It's an open mic at the VFW Post 9273 in Piedmont. Um, 7 o'clock show, 6.30 sign up. Also on Wednesday, we have the Disclaimer Open Mic in Asheville. Uh, 8 o'clock show, Carrie Goff, um, Point of Contact. On Thursday, we have no Comedy Zone this week. We have a celebrity comic, Tim Shropshire. It's a 7 o'clock show. 
On Friday, we have all jokes aside at Habiba's Mediterranean Restaurant, hosted by Dante Anderson. That's a 9 o'clock show. DM Dante for details. And this weekend at the Comedy Zone, we have John Christ, social media celebrity. Um, he's got uh, one show on Friday the 18th, or excuse me, two shows on Friday the 18th at 7 and 9, two shows on Saturday the 19th at 6 and 9, and one show on Sunday at 7 o'clock. Tickets available at GreenvilleComedyZone.com. All right, that's it. That's it for local comedy. Make it a fun, awesome week, and don't don't work too hard. Give yourself a break this week. All right. Hope you enjoy the interview with Chris Whiteside. Here it is. Chris Whiteside. Whiteside? <laughs> yeah, we're live, man. Are you excited? Man, I am. I am. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I can tell you're excited. I'm, I'm, happy you're, I'm happy you're here, man. Heck yeah. This is uh, way overdue. Way overdue. I think, didn't I tell you, what episode did I tell you we were going to do it? Wasn't it like 17? Yeah, we are like a 17 and then, you know, I was thinking 22. Or... And now we're in, the, yeah, now we're in like the 80s of episodes, I think, by the time this gets out here. That's cool. I'm so, dude, 80, that's I'm 80, my baby. fault. That's my fault. <laughs> we just, you know, didn't get around to it. But I'm also, I'm, I'm like thrilled that you're on here. Yes. Um, yeah, because you are a, uh, for those of you who don't know, Mr. Whiteside. You're definitely, I would describe you as like a staple of like downtown for sure. Yeah. On the karaoke stage, on the stand-up stage, um, your musical talents, not just singing, but you have your like ukulele here. And uh, yeah, man, you're, you're always like uh, smiling and like just <laughs> a, a burst of positive energy. So I'm, I'm pumped to have you on, man. Yes, man. I appreciate that. And I'm, it's a pleasure to be here again. We had fun on New Year's. Yeah. Yeah. After yeah. party. Dude. Yeah, that's right. That New Year's night, Eve. We went to Charleston. Yeah. You hold it a little closer. I'll yeah, I will. My bad. No, you're good. You're good. That's right. New Year's was a was a fun time. That was Brandon Rainwater hosted a big show at Comedy Zone. Yes. And then yes. we all we all went out. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. What's your typical New Year's Eve festivities? Uh you you know usually like I I'll, I'll I actually celebrate with like you know some of my friends. Uh, one of them's he's, he's a famous Pokemon uh, Pokemon Go streamer down here, and oh, uh, yeah? I'll go hang out at his house with bonfire, and, yeah. and stuff. And it's always an interesting time. We just with somebody, just you know, one of my good friends is random and different. So yeah, I feel like there's kind of like two New Year's Eve hangs you could do. You could do like the all inclusive like party thing or which you was what we did which is what we did that yeah. night yeah yeah or you could uh hang out and do uh you know with friends at your house which is which is all right but i uh i, I know like those uh the new year's eve things that are uh like when you pay for the big party and it's like open bar before i quit drinking i would always like get blackout with those yes and I'm glad you didn't have a drink there, so that's no, good. No, you, you did. You did no. good. I've, I've watched you through a lot of your your sobriety and hearing that. And oh, remember, yeah, I kept I off like, trying to offer you drinks. I was like, "Bro, can I get you a drink?" You're like, "No, I'm not drinking." I was like, yeah. you know my memory. Yeah, we always <laughs> talk about sobriety. But while we're on the top, are you you still drink? I, I, some, I, I, right? I, yeah, I slowed down a lot because yeah, like I said, I had that first bombing experience at the comedy zone during the competition rounds, and I was drinking too much because I was nervous. And I was like, "Never again." Oh yeah, that was okay. So that was a year ago. Yeah, tell me about that. The, yeah, the competition thing. You, I don't remember your set you said you got too drunk on stage oh man it was horrible and yonko boudreaux was there and he brought the guitar and i brought a, a raggedy guitar that like was missing the string and i couldn't play like you know i played a uke now but yeah so Do i you bombed know it was a bomb 
You no, know, I bombed. You bombed. <laughs> I bombed. I got I got drunk. You ain't supposed to get drink when you're. Uh, that's why most comedians have water. Okay, drink water and yep. so you can process your set. Okay. Yep. Yeah. We yeah. That's, that's we, got, we got water here. That's right. We're, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. So, dude, I want to hear about your background. So, you're from Traveler's Rest. That's right. TR. Yeah, that's how, that's how they say it. There's, you know, we got a little slang, a little country, country tone on it. But okay. TR, Traveler's Rest, went to TR High School, Devil Dog Nation. Shout out. Uh-huh. You know, and uh, actually, through high school, I grew up in Marietta a little bit, which was interesting. That's right. You yeah. mentioned that. Mar- Marietta, Marietta, Georgia. South Carolina. South Carolina. It's above Traveler's Rest. It's a hole in the wall. It's one red light and... Like one Burger King, nothing else. Okay, yeah, and but you know, uh, yeah, Marietta, Marietta Manor, shut out. Yeah, it's a huge group, five thousand up there. They're strong. They do good stuff for their community. They yeah, so. very cool. And then you did military as well. Yes, I did, man. I was, I was, uh, you know, like I, said, I was so torn in high school between what I actually wanted to do, uh, you know, um, yeah. And uh, did you have any ideas about what you wanted to do when you grew up? I, I, I didn't, and I didn't know much about the military, but, you know, I was so torn between, like, you know, my family on both sides of my family trying to guide me and tell me what I should do that I just made my own decision to join the military. So like, they were both this. chiming in with suggestions? Oh, yeah. What did they think you should do? Uh, well, my, my uh, grandparents on the Caucasian side, uh, you yeah. know, definitely wanted me to go to uh, go to college and, and uh, you know, stuff like that. They graduated from Clemson, their alumni, and okay. out there. And, and uh, on the other side of my family, uh, you know, they just they, – uh, they didn't want me to join the military. We'll say that much for okay. sure. You know, because you know they're skeptical about you know just just some some. My grandpa went in to Vietnam and he didn't come mm-hmm. back the same. Yeah. And I didn't either. But yeah, uh, you know, I, I took I took it like a grain of salt. Yeah, for sure. And <laughs> uh, you, um, yeah, you mentioned this in your set a lot. But you, your last name's Whiteside, and you have two sides of your family you have the white side and, and the and the black side yes yeah so diverse man i love being in the middle of it you know what i'm saying and, and being right there because we you need a mediator to to be able to witness both sides of the mm-hmm. argument on any occasion whatever whatever it is uh in life and uh you know and i got to see that wholeheartedly with both sides of my family you know and mm-hmm. i'll point out the good and bad on both and yeah and then try to go from there you yeah. know even with comedy, you know, I'll talk, I'll do some hardcore, like dark black jokes. And then sometimes yeah. I'll switch on the other side and be like, oh, uh, you yeah. know, I don't know whether uh, to, you know, uh, vote for, uh, vote for uh, yeah, Trump or something. Yeah, yeah or, Obama or, or yeah. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. Yeah. To make dude, the joke, but. dude, by the way, this is one of my favorite things when a guest is a good impressionist uh, because <laughs> it's, it's awesome. But you have a great Obama impression. Do you mind giving me a little Obama? Uh, David, let's be clear. <laughs> uh, me and Michelle uh, didn't agree with uh, Sasha and Malia going to Bob Jones. <laughs> uh, you know, and um, the other one, uh, we left her in Chicago. Uh, yeah. And we couldn't bring her to the White House. Uh, that's why I speak so well, too. Bob Jones, class of 08. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I have fun with it. Uh, Dude, I love that. The 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 line that nails it is the let's be clear. <laughs> that that is him, man. That's him all day and uh-huh. that's how you can tell. And then, you know, I'm kinda light skinned too. I can say, you know, and I I think I have better looks than that man. I, I really can't speak as well as him, but Yeah. yeah. We'll get there one day. Did did, o, did Obama have um what were his parents? Was did he come from a mixed family as well? I don't even know. Oh, uh, yeah, he. I know. Yeah, Ken- Kenyan. Kenyan, yeah, Kenyan yeah. He got some Kenyan in his background, and mm-hmm. you know, we're not clear about the uh, birth certificate in Hawaii. Let's yeah. be clear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's be clear. I'm going to go back to Kenya after three years in. 
and Michelle, she just wanted to go back to Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, that's great, man. Yeah, it's fun. And I need to work on more impersonators because they are fun, you know? Yeah. And, and seeing other comics pull. Even like, yeah. yeah Lewis Kirk is, is awesome. Um, and, you know, we've had Melly on, too. She does, like, not specific people, but she does different accents. Yeah, she she's that. so good. I definitely ca- caught yeah. that. Yeah. I'm jealous of people that can do them because I don't really, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't really dabble in that. But gotta get you a Thor impersonation. A Thor? <laughs> yeah, he's so boring. Though. I mean, he, he is, is especially like, the new stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, some of the movies have gotten kind of funny, but yeah. what other impersonations would you want to try to do? Have you thought about any? Uh... Um, Dave Chappelle is fun. Yeah, you know, uh, especially with you know some of the recent stuff where he got rushed on stage and stuff. And I made a joke about that one. I was like, I need a drink, Kenwood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know <what> I'm saying <laughs> like a nigga need a drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got and I'll play with that, and I knew that guy's good last, but I need to work on it, you know, and actually do it for a couple weeks. Yeah, and then, yeah for so sure, he'd be fun. Uh, and yeah, I think Bernie Mac. Bernie if I, Mac. Could, if I could nail some Bernie Mac, dude. I just Gosh. watched a movie this past weekend with Bernie Mac, and have you ever seen Ocean's Eleven, the original? Yeah, dude, it's so good, so great. Yeah, Frank when I robbed the bank, blackjack dealer, he was very funny. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's good. And then him on uh, Transformers at the gas station. Dude, I don't remember that part yet. Yeah, bro. You got, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you that clip later. Okay. You, know you can even clip it in. That's just, it's so, his laugh on that is so funny. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah, he's great. And, uh, you know, um, I'm sh- he, I, I forget all the movies he's in. I know he had his own show and everything. But it's great when a comic like that can just be in a movie and, like, they just, you know, they got a comic role to fill and they just hit it out of the park and it makes the movie better. Um, and sometimes like, like old movies I'll watch and, uh, like Ocean's Eleven's pretty damn old. I think it's like 2001 now. So it's yeah. like pushing 20 years or more. And, uh, a lot of times like I'll go back and watch and the, the movie kind of sucks, but that one held up really well. And I think Bernie Mac definitely, um, made it better. But uh, okay, and the fact that he passed away too, you know, yeah. so, so take, and him and John Witherspoon pops from Friday, like, yeah. God damn it, Craig! <laughs> and every time I say that and think about, it, I wanted to do some of them too and fuck with Craig Holcomb, yeah, had coffee one night. God damn it, Craig! How come every time I'm getting coffee, you getting coffee? Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. What I'm that's what Fridays. Yeah, Friday. dude, I gotta add it to my list. <laughs> Kylo Ren was giving me shit for not watching enough black movies. <laughs> I did watch Harlem Nights recently. Uh, okay, have okay. you seen that movie? You get some points. Yeah, you get some points there. It's been a minute, but yeah. dude, yeah, that movie was like intense. I was not expecting it to be like there was like a lot of killing in it. Yeah, it, like it was like a mobster movie. I thought it was funny, but I thought it was gonna be like. Uh, more funny the entire time it was like pretty intense and yeah and richard <laughs> Pryor, um yeah he was aggressive in it um but uh but yeah man i gotta get on that yeah so so military which branch of the military did you join i joined the army okay yeah, i joined the army you know what i'm saying uh and uh at first i told my recruiter i said you know i'm not gonna take anything unless i got to do with computers i'm a tech guy you know what i'm saying got the ray-ban glasses you know what i'm saying shout out we're gonna yeah. They called them men in black shades, y'all. No, I'm recording too. Y'all think y'all recording me trying to catch me slipping? I'm getting y'all too. But, yeah, uh, dude. Is that recording right now? It is. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'll shoot you that clip. Man. Dude, that'd be kind of cool. This yeah. is like a little back and forth. You know? We could, yeah, we could add the video, keep the audio the same, be like, this is what Whiteside's looking at right now. <laughs> Although right now it's probably looking at the ceiling. Yeah, you know. I, tur- I turned it off. I hit the button on the side. You can talk to it and tell it to record and, takes, oh. and it takes pictures too. So. Okay. Which is cool. I'll get a steal for us when we finish. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'll let you put him on and get me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got you. Okay, so you wanted a tech job in the military. Tech job in the military? Yeah, keep me on track. You know I got ADHD. No, um, it's all good. Um, yeah, tech job in the military. Uh, and thankfully, you know, most recruiters, a lot, they say recruiters, a lot to you, try to get you in. And they do a lot of times. But, you know what I'm saying, if you're just straight up with them and stuff and they believe you, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Um and uh, yeah, so I got a um, satellite communications uh, job. And, you know what I'm saying? I got to basically be the Verizon guy of the Army. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And, and the network side of things and okay. setting up the 50 meter antennas all way up in the air. And then we, we do that for a while. And I got a secret clearance, which is cool. I was like, man. Okay. Yeah. 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 Top like, dropped out of high school, too, now enjoying, you know what I'm saying? Did it. Gave up varsity basketball and everything. I was like, I'm going to make a, a, a weird decision to do my own thing yeah and, uh, well, good yeah. for you for doing that man yeah man it, it was it was an honor it really was I, so the satellites you're setting up these are the things that kind of help coordinate what like drones and things like that uh, man all of that the internet anything you need for internet and communication is the biggest part of anything whether okay. it's the military or relationships or so like uh, for like a military objective like they're setting up some kind of like i don't know base in the middle east where there's no internet yep no that communication require something for us to come in and and uh, set like set up a huge antenna in the middle of somewhere and that we could link both both fobs or bases you know and let them communicate and everything and and uh and not only that but officers to be able to be on their computers and sit at the desk and do okay. some do some private stuff how good is the service like, it's, are we it's, talking five bar wi-fi like oh yeah no nah, it's, it's it's uh it's, it's pretty solid for for uh you know for immediate uh communications uh but um yeah it's, it's, it's you dealing with terrain over there too like if you're in the mountains and stuff there's uh, other factors you got to consider like mo connecting. most certainly most certainly yeah but it's just just it's just about the same there okay because I can picture it like I'm such an idiot. I don't know military. So like my knowledge of military comes from friends or like uh, movies. Movies. <laughs> <laughs> movies. Yeah. yeah. So like if I think about a movie like uh, uh, what is the one where they uh, they get Bin Laden? Is that Zero Dark Thirty? Hmm. That's when the SEAL Team 6, I think, goes and, and the helicopter the crashes. Makes the call, the helicopter crashes at the compound and stuff. Yes. I'm pretty sure when they when the SEAL Team gets in the helicopter, they like go dark on communication for a while because there's just like... It could get picked up and, and, yeah. and then show their, give away their position. Give away their position, yeah. And then I don't even think they have radio contact. I don't know if it was to not give away their position or if they didn't have like service or whatever that or having someone that that's gonna actually be too loud if something goes wrong and be like hey and then lurk lurk out of room you see how they went in and turned yeah. and, and went black out too and turned yeah. the beams on the beams were on everybody and they can't see them peck yeah. 15s yeah that's really cool i got to play with some of that stuff when i joined the infantry did yeah. you really yeah I, I had to make see i was in national guard there for the signal stuff mm -hmm. and then i you know i was like i, I earned rank so fast because my school was a year long down in uh, georgia augusta okay. uh that i got back to my national guard unit and was like an e4 already four ranks up and oh wow and that's i was like awesome, and man. it was during the recession so it was hard to find jobs for people and the two two days a week thing just wasn't cutting it for me i wasn't doing enough okay you know uh, and challenging myself so so you went and did the other thing went went to regular army regular army. and I, I went and it went into maps where you got to go back through and it was like you're gonna there's like i was hoping they was gonna give me the same job in the communication right. field but it was like only thing you can do is infantry infantry Bro, my heart stopped right there on the so spot. You were like, infantry in the army. I was full active duty. Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> During which which conflict was this? Were you this is uh, I, I went to Iraq. This was in between Iraq and Afghanistan. I was in Iraq in 2010 with the infantry, so okay. it was during that time frame. Okay. Uh, but man, it was the, it was a challenge. It was yeah, a challenge. man. And I know this might be like a hard like topic to even talk about we don't have to talk too no much we can't we can it. talk where i'm talk about it oh yeah anything you want to ask I'm, I'm okay i'm here for it today so you know what kind of stuff did you see when you were in the infantry man um 
Well, you know, uh, here training in, in Garrison here, uh, just a lot of ranges and a lot of shooting, a lot of, uh, you know, familiarizing yourself with weapons. And mm -hmm. like you said, nothing but men at the time. I think women can join the, the certain fields now, you know, with combat right. and stuff. Okay. But so all men in the infantry. So you got... So let me ask you this: In the barracks, does it just smell like bo all the time? Uh no, it's it's not bad there. It's not but, bad, but in the field, oh yeah, you know, there's no there's no showers there's for no weeks sh at a time. Yeah. And, well, yeah. I asked the question because <laughs> when I was in college, I had to I visited the Air Force Academy, and uh, it was for like this special speakers convention, and they sent a couple people from my college, and we stayed in the barracks with all the you know people that were at the Air Force Academy. And like cadets. we slept on the cadets, yeah. <laughs> slept on like these things that were. Uh, it was almost like a folding chair type bed, like it was like wooden, and then it was just like canvas over the top, and you just slept on top of that. It wasn't even a mattress, and like shared bathrooms and stuff. And dude, I swear none of those guys like had showered, had good like, hygiene, <laughs> no, no. And nobody cared because it was all dudes. Yeah, and it was like you know whatever. And I was uh, like, oh yeah, the infantry's like that, bro. It's this, you know, yeah. yeah. And that's why I didn't want to do cold weather training because you got to get in a tent with a guy. And yeah, I mean not a tent, a sleeping bag. Sleeping and, bag. And you know, but you you will when it's negative fifteen degrees up in right <laughs> New York. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing cold weather training. Yeah. Okay, it's cold, bro. Just just turn that away. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Okay, so so you're uh, when you're in uh, this was in Georgia when you were training. No, uh, yeah. The, that was for that was for the signal part of it. Now, when I when I went active duty, mm -hmm. they sent me back to basic training, which is kind of unheard of. Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I had to go back through that process. But for infantry, their their basic goes straight through their and their school is only four weeks long. Okay. Now my school was a year long for the inf for the communications. I got you. It was four weeks long, so they sent me back to like week six of basic training, okay. which there's only eight weeks in the army. I got and you. And then I did the the rest of their four week training with them. And okay. Then, so were you in basic? Where were you when you were in basic training? You were here in the states. Uh, yep, I was uh in um Fort Jackson in Columbia. Okay. Uh, for the for my first basic, and then the infantry basic is in Fort Benning, Georgia. Okay. So I went down there. Gotcha. So that was where you sh a lot of shooting, familiarizing yourself with weapons. Okay. So what kind of weapons were we are we talking here? Uh, M4s, uh, saws. Uh, what is that? What's an M4? Uh, M4 is is uh, I'm an idiot. People who play <laughs> Call of Duty are probably like, yeah, you. Yeah, it's it's basically uh, what what is it? It's an automatic rifle, isn't it? Uh, it it goes from burst and single single fire. Okay. Oh, uh, it's not automatic, but um, let's see. Uh, I can't think of the 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 other name of it. What is that? M4 and uh. It's been so, like I said, I, I, I haven't touched a gun since 2012. You know, I put all that stuff down and, and yeah. try to change. But yeah, M4 uh, and the National Guard, you know, they still get, they still got M16s. You oh, know what I'm saying? Wow. That's old, old school. Wow. Uh, which was why, you know, they get the National Guard get the worst of the stuff. And then, of course, regular army gets the best. And then okay. if you go Ranger and Special Forces, they get everything cool. Okay. So, yeah. So. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. That 240, uh, 240 Bravo, you know what I'm saying? They shoot like. Uh, two five hundred, two hundred to five hundred rounds uh, a minute. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm saying in five five six, which is what M4s use, and you know okay. uh, stuff. What was the favorite gun you got to shoot? Probably the fifty caliber machine gun. Uh, that thing is nasty as a monster, and you know the capabilities of it. Like it could, it shoot. You shoot, you shoot in the front of a car, and it 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 knock the whole block out, and the car will stop right there on the spot. Wow! And a bullet can actually whiz past you, and, and just the heat from it stuff will rip your skin and burn you. Oh my god! Bullets like. The bullets are that big? That long. 
Okay. Just one. Yeah. So that was fun. Now, 50 cal machine gun. What is that typically? Is that like mounted on the back of a Humvee? Typically? You can yeah, you typically mount them on the back, or we had to use them at the front, at the front gate, and uh, you know, to, in our fob to protect it, and we'd have to go up there and What's do a like. Fob? Uh, it's a Ford operating base. Ford operating it's like base. for infantry. It's it's outside, and we you know it's outside. So you'll have uh, the uh, the 50 cal. At the front gate. At the front gate. There. To, uh, yeah, yep. So anybody so coming that, in with vehicles and we're not sure too clear about or we have some problems, that, that we got the big boy up there. Okay. Okay. I got you. 50 and, Cal's been around a long time. Didn't they have those in World War II? Uh, I'm, I'm going not, back I'm to sure about the history. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they've is, they've been around. The Browning, it's, it's been around for, for quite some time. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, the sniper is even cooler. I ain't get to fire that. I wish if I would have joined like the Ranger and made Rangers and stuff, I would have yeah. got to play around with what the What exposure do you get to sniper rifles in, in terms of do you just know guys that are snipers and like you kind of get to see what they're doing? Yeah. Or, you know, if you qualify very well in the infantry with marksmanship, which mm -hmm. you're supposed to, <laughs> you know I'm saying, hopefully, especially mm -hmm. if you earn leadership, you right. have the option to go to a uh, sniper school, okay. which is back at like Fort Benning and, and stuff. And I, I definitely didn't want to do it because I didn't want to be outside making the gilly suits and you know getting they have to make their own ghillie suits oh you're sick yeah it's tight oh i yeah. didn't know that oh yeah those are just, they don't just have those made by other people you have to make your own no yeah they make their own at basic or at, at the school for for their yeah they they make them make their own and you know and ghillie suits yeah how do you make a ghillie suit you whatever the nature that you're around you know uh that you know so they're down in georgia so they're looking at the leaves there and they got certain missions there and and they'll bl you blend in so you oh you know, i guess you, that makes total sense you would have to make it based on the terrain that you're 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 uh, in you're surrounding yourself with okay so when you got sent over yes oh man so this so where were you stationed when you first got sent over Iraq? fort raleigh kansas you mean when i was here no 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 when you went over uh, or did you go over? No, I did. Yeah, I went there. I was in Iraq in uh, 2009. Uh, and, um, yeah, we was, uh, at a, at, we was right before JBB, which is the biggest Air Force base in, in Iraq. Uh, and we JBB were protecting it. for? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, you're good. <laughs> but you're it's, good. it's Blod Air Force, also known as Blod Air Force Base. Okay. And we were right literally 10 minutes from their gate and we'd protect them from uh indirect fire you know people running out and trying to set up mortars and shooting them into it and trying to kill someone inside our the biggest base we have there uh and stuff like that so we'd be just protecting them and making sure things weren't going on and so you were in the infantry at this point protecting that base with with the yeah, huge air force base i mean the biggest one where we have you know a lot of our cooks Dude. and stuff and transportation people are and all coming in and out yes every every day wow so were there a lot of threats from outside people? It, it wasn't as bad when I when I was there. Uh, then mm -hmm. we had a few, you know, indirect fire, and they'd have us call and, and go out, and you know, and I got, you know, other than it was like I said, it wasn't bad. We were really shutting down, trying to get out, pull soldiers to, out of Iraq. Get out, yeah, yeah. So because you know, you were in 2010. You said you went over. Mm -hmm. So this was after Obama had gotten elected for about two years, and his big thing was it was withdrawing troops. Bush's war, not my war. We're trying to get out. Yes. Um, so, but yeah, it was still key to the conflict, though. I mean, uh, Iraq was still a thing. Right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, we had we had one incident, one major incident. You know what I'm saying? In the time frame where you know ID went off, and I was on the back truck, and we had three trucks, uh, three MRAPs, uh, and um, a small ID. It was very small. Like I mean, we heard it and stuff. It, we knew it didn't do too much damage, but we had men outside of the truck at that time, uh, walking. Yes. 
And uh, so, you know, and, and even my meat, I didn't fire because, like I said, it was just boom. And, you know, we, we heard a few gunshots coming from our left. And, and we, uh, we called hel helicopters in so quick that, it, it, they, you know, it wasn't even a threat for them. We couldn't find them anymore. They just popped shots. And okay. They, they were, so the IUD, what is it? IED. IED. What does that stand for? Uh, an explosive ordnance device. An ordnance device. Yeah. Is I, that like a mine or something? Yeah. It's that, just go, a, that goes off when you like run over it? Pr pretty much, but it's improvised. So, you know, we're fighting a war where it rains there. They'll find anything they can, especially if, you know, like an old, yeah, anything American. If, if we leave trash there or something, something that looks familiar to us, and they'll bury it in the ground or leave it on the side of the road and have a bomb in it and be sitting back with a cell phone to detonate it okay. when, when we come through patrolling and stuff. So you were on a patrol when this happened? Yes. Okay. So you were in the truck? Were you driving? No, I wasn't. I was on. I was on the gun on in the in the, in the third truck. Oh, you're on the gun in the, third, in the truck. third truck. Okay, so there was three trucks on this patrol. Yeah. Which which one set off the? Uh, it was the first truck. The first truck. The first truck so went off ahead of you. Yep. And like I said, we had men outside. No, we knew it didn't do much damage at all. But we we were we were scared, especially once we heard a few shots pop off. They were just trying to scare us and okay. and trap you know and trap us. But it, they they like I said they took off after they heard them helicopters coming. Okay. Quick. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> So what's the process of it? Like somebody gets on the, the walkie-talkie immediately and yes and, and, and call it's like a nine line and we had to we have to do that at practice and you know to get uh like an expert infantry badge like we had they they'll send us to have us practicing those and you get a radio and you have to call in nine different lines like the coordinates i can't remember it all now but like coordinates and you know uh what's going you know who you who you're with and stuff yeah. like there's nine different lines of and then you know of course a high-ranking guy will probably do that and then call it in real quick and okay and, and they shoot it in they'll be there how fast between typing in the nine lines and calling it, does the helicopter arrive? Man, they were there within, I swear, literally five minutes. But just because we were that close to the Blood Air Force, Air Force Base, Force Base. yeah, so that's yeah. it wasn't too far from them to just come on out real quick. Damn. And I and I tell you what's sad, man. What was sad, man? Uh, seeing one time, uh, you know, those those helicopter pilots, they do so many hours, and 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 it's very tiring. And uh, we seen one crash when we came in, and he, he crashed himself. I, I think it was for fatigue. It wasn't went on war related or missile or anything, but seen one crash. And you I saw just thought, one crash from the sky. Yeah, and in the in the into the base, like you know, what I'm saying uh, blood, and uh, we're pretty sure that's what it was like fatigue. Okay. And I, I got my I got to ride in my first helicopter actually in Iraq. You know what okay. I'm saying? We did some aerial training. It's called okay. ARF, aerial recon. Yeah. Training, and uh, I fell asleep. You know, you fell asleep. I did. I did. How long? So how long are these? Uh, when when the, they're taking the the helicopter up, how long are they up in the air? Uh, it like I said, it depends. It depends on you know their fuel and which size of the helicopters, but uh, it, and and if they're actually engaged in in in, in a fight and okay. stuff. Uh, but you know, as soon, as soon as they run out uh, of of ammo and stuff, they'll go back or what's they the, get low what's the fuel. longest a helicopter could stay in the air with, before refueling? I don't know. You don't I, don't know. I don't know. Hour? We're talking I, hours? Like yeah, probably at least at least an hour or two. Okay. I, yeah. Gotcha. That's you something want, I wanted to do too. You wanted to fly a helicopter? Yeah. After I seen some missions, uh, but I didn't. Yeah. It was either that or psyops, which is psychological operations of the military. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah, dude. Flying a helicopter would be badass. It would be sick. It would be pretty cool. But I've heard that a military-grade helicopter is one of the most complicated pieces of machinery that exists on planet Earth in terms of like 
knowing how everything works. Most certainly. Yeah. <laughs> Most certainly, real. It's, it's deep. Because of these Blackhawk helicopters we're talking? Uh, Black uh, Blackhawks and uh, I can't think of the small ones. You know, the little small, like, two-man ones? I don't know if you've seen them. Yeah, they're like, they're they're called called they have, eight. like, a bubble on the front. Yeah, kind of. yeah, them. We, they, they, I love seeing them because they, they really be zooming around and having fun. Like, they, they be, they be yeah. you know, they can be in and out of stuff. But, yeah, uh, especially mainly for recon and stuff. But, mm-hmm. yeah, they'll definitely come in if it's something small and help out. Gotcha. Like I said, just hearing those is you know we have cadences and stuff about helicopters because you know what I'm saying? I hear the choppers hovering oh, oh. Uh-huh. they're hovering overhead they come to get the wounded they yeah. coming to get the dead oh so geez. yeah it's very cycle them are cadences this is stuff you are marching through yeah. the basic you know what I'm saying so yeah you, you just, it's heavy stuff it's very heavy yeah. <laughs> Psychological yeah. for sure. And then, and then why in then infantry? Why is the sky blue? And they'll ask us that the drill sergeants. Why is the sky blue? Because God loves the infantry. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's it's very deep stuff. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You once you pick it up on it. And Wait, what does that what does that mean exactly? God loves the infantry. So basically, why, why basically is, like God painted the sky blue. Why is the sky blue? Like a you, is that your guy's color? Blue? Oh yeah, blue. Uh and the blue cord. You see the infantry with the blue cord and and um yeah, it's just it's, it's, it's designated I got color for for infantry. Yeah, I have to show you some of that, some of them, uh, some of the stuff that relates to that later. Yeah, man. Yeah, even the CIB, the combat infantry badges, you know, it's got that blue on it. Okay, and only the infantry can get that. That means you're engaged in war with the infantry. Yeah, is there is there like a uh, more street cred for infantry because you guys are doing the the hard stuff? Oh, for I mean, sure. You guys are front line of defense oh, f- for sure, and it's it's. Uh, because I remember when I went to the Air Force Academy, um, the they were telling us that sometimes the Army would call the Air Force the chair force because they sit in chairs. <laughs> yeah. They're in a plane. They're safe. They're away from live fire. Yeah, we give each other hell between the branches. Uh, yeah. You know, of course, the Marine Corps are very tough, and their basic is double of everybody else's yeah. in, in the uh, service. So they, they, they have big egos? They do. There ain't nothing wrong with that. They, you know, it's like the infantry of, of mm-hmm. the Army. We have bigger ego pride than a cook or yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> cool that that exists, you know. I feel like that exists, like, at a much, like, less serious level in, like, sports teams, you know, between the different position groups even, like, uh, you know, offensive line, defensive line. Like, I, I played that, and, like, we always kind of thought, or, uh, or just, I guess, on defense, we thought the offense was kind of soft because they're the – you know, pretty boy quarterback and wide receivers like they don't they don't like contact typically. Um, whereas defense, you know, we bang, we're, we're banging against each other all the time and we're beat up and we're tough and trying to. So y'all feeling like the infantry out there? On the yeah, sometimes. Side. The offensive, <laughs> line feels, yeah, it feels yes, a little like the yeah. infantry. You know, it's kind of a thankless job. You don't get your name called out as much. You don't get the the the, the recognition, the glory, or recognition on uh, on Saturdays. Um, and, you know, there's just different little vibes between, like, the linebackers are kind of a little different than, um, you know, the DBs and stuff like that. But the cool thing is, like, with war probably, I mean, on Saturday, you know, everybody's working together for the same goal. And, like, you know, those internal differences aren't really important. It's just yeah, no. everybody's got a different role to play. That's right. So, one team, one fight. One team, one, one fight. fight. One team, one yeah. fight. Yeah. There's some stuff that they that you'll never forget some of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. One team, one fight. So uh do you have any uh I mean you you already told a couple of stories uh for, you know, your time over there. 
Any any really cool stories that stand out to you from your time in uh, in Iraq? Yeah, uh, when I first arrived, it was nighttime, uh, and I was blown away because you know we had, they, of course, they were making. I was, I think, an E four specialist at the time, uh, which is right up under the sergeant, but. Uh, you know, of course, we're on bag detail, you know, and we had like 300 soldiers on a plane. Bag detail. So what does that mean? All, all, you know, all the stuff we had to pack for war and only, you know, the certain checklist that we only could bring, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Uh, and that's just, you know, our, our duffel bag. And they're huge. Of course, you know, they're weighted and had to weigh at least 100, almost 100 pounds. Each one. And they made like just five of us unload every single soldiers. And not only that, it was 100. The, the pilot the pilot came over. You know how they come over uh-huh. when you're landing? Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, hey, guys, welcome to Iraq. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome yeah. to I got you. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then he said, uh, it's 128 degrees. It was nighttime. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning. It's 128 degrees outside? <laughs> yeah. In Iraq? <laughs> Bro. What month is this? When did we get there? Like in August? No, it wasn't August. Uh, maybe July. In the so July, August. Heat of the summer. Yeah. 2 a.m., 128 degrees. Out of nowhere, holy shit! That, I think that was with the with the temp rising, but it was it was it was a hundred plus. Right? Dude, I can imagine that at it, night. It feels it felt it feels like you open an oven and then getting a pie out. You know how that that first yeah. heat wave hit. That's how it feels almost everywhere, especially during the day. So you, so the 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 heat first hit you hits you when the plane like door opens. Basically. Oh yeah, yeah. That's as soon as you you like okay, this this is a whole different ball game. Yeah. Know? And I and some I tell you something else that that threw me off there. You know, this is my I only did one deployment and that was enough for me. But uh, yeah, when it rains, it catches the dust in the air. And it imagine going trying to go to church on a Sunday in a white suit and when it, and you get sprinkled on it, all splotches of mud on you. Yeah, it, that was that was very strange. Yeah, uh, witnessing that, and of course I was looking out for camel spiders. I had to see one. I seen a baby camel spider. But wait, wait. So the rain thing. Yeah. So it it comes down. Is it like you're just walking through fog, pea soup fog, like? I mean, you can, yeah, you can, yeah, you'll, you'll see it like that, but it, it, you, uh, I mean, it's just normally raining and then it, it'll catch that, it'll catch the, the dust and, and stuff in the air and, and, yeah. and be nasty and be a tinted, a little reddish and stuff. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that, crazy. that was, that was, that was something unique. I what, seen. what were you thinking when you got off the plane at 2 a.m. bag detail and it's 128 degrees? Yeah. That, yeah, I, I, that I'm not gonna make it during the daytime. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna pass out from dehydration and yeah, uh, which uh, you know I probably had a couple times. I ain't gonna admit that for the record, but yeah, <laughs> it was it was it was tough. And then of course we're you know the worst is wearing you know all of your gear. You know we're wearing 118 pounds of protective uh, gear yeah. and stuff. So and your helmet at all times and so that stuff that it took. Yeah, I don't think I almost never got used to that and the whole time I was there. Like it was it was rough. Yeah, especially doing 12 hour shifts all day long somewhere at the front gate or something or training in the air force that was cool too the tread the air force would come to our fob yeah and we we had our own range on the back of our fob right and uh so you know we could go back there and practice whenever we want shoot some grenades off or whatever you know, okay. mess around yeah uh, would you and, do that a lot did you practice a lot uh yeah we did i got to actually shoot my first sniper rifle back there and oh I, you did yeah okay. yeah 
and uh, that was fun. And I and I was actually amazed. Like I, I hit it. We had there was a can or something out far off, and I hit that thing three or four times right up into the air and stuff. And oh like, no! Like, I was like, okay, these things are very accurate. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. And shot my first shotgun in my entire life there. Okay. Sa- yeah. Yeah. So that was. Are military shotguns at all similar to what you used to shoot skeet? Because that's all I've ever done really is shot skeet. Like up north, that's literally yeah, all. yeah. They're they're pretty much just a generic, you know what I'm saying, and and made made for really kick, you know knocking the door handles off and and boom going straight in certain doors and stuff. It'll okay, it ain't you know necessarily for going in. We got M4s and stuff with beams. And yeah, can beams. you hold it closer a little bit? Yeah, Sorry. my bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, dude, yeah, Chris was vibing the, the the gun stuff there, but yeah, I was getting into a trigger finger, trigger yeah. fingers itching. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, dude. I'm in therapy now. Don't don't do that. Don't no, do that. no. Yeah, I was just uh, that's cool, man. Okay, so like when you're on the base over there, what did you guys do for fun? What did I'm we do? Curious. What are enlisted guys like? What are, what do guys that are like in the in the army do for fun when they're deployed? A lot of downtime. You right? lift weights. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got gyms, and we had, and luckily we had a gym in the little fob that we were in. But now the Air Force base, they of course they didn't let us there until we were getting ready to leave, and we got to move on to the Air Force base, which was really cool because there's, you know, there's there's regular restaurants that we have here back home, and really, oh man, they got Olympic size swimming pool, movie theaters on one side, and dude, the everything Air Force for, man, these the, pretty boys over the, here, just what I'm saying, yeah, and we're sitting out sitting out the gate, twelve hours protecting them. Well, we love y'all Air Force, we really do, yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure, dude, yeah, y'all got them helicopters there expeditiously, yeah. <laughs> yeah so nah it was cool but yeah that's that's just, you got that's what that's what you do and then like i said in the infantry like i said what we do fun is go back to that range and yeah. you know shoot some guns off or, and mm-hmm. and uh lift you know it'll get a gym and mm-hmm. uh and uh you know like i said now you know and just work on building building each other and our team relationships yeah that's great man you probably develop pretty close friendships with the the dudes over there most certainly you have no choice but to you know mm-hmm. you you know you want to uh if anything goes down you want every single soldier to have your back like you're supposed to have theirs right right yeah that's uh again the only thing i have to compare that to is is sports and uh i remember my linebacker coach would uh you know it, this is again to a much lower degree of seriousness and importance but he always said like you know the military it's another level he he had a fondness for the marines but oh, i remember yeah. like we'd have to go into uh, a classroom to watch game film for and this is college uh just d2 football but our coach was kind of a nut uh, but he liked to make comparisons to like brothers in war and like uh, he had a lot of respect for that. I remember he'd have um, when we watched film, we'd have a screensaver up and he had a picture of a Marine, I think from I don't know when it was, maybe World War Two or Vietnam or something. And it was a Marine and he was uh, had his, you know, uh, just a cigarette in his mouth. And it was just taken like not when he was looking and uh, just that uh, how, you know, it's uh he would like to say it's like the closest thing to that we could compare without being in war to you know how he wanted us to look out for each other yes and uh you know you go through hard shit in football camp that's again not like grueling a, yeah it's no, no. it's just you know the reporting in august and the the heat and the um everybody fucking hates practice then and uh you know but you get close through it you're yes. living together you're living in the dorms everybody's together you're you're you know at practice and I'm getting banged up and um but yeah you get tight with those people like the the college buddies I have now are the closest friends I have 
um, probably still to this day, and that's these guys. Up yes. Here. But uh, but yeah, man, that's uh, that's cool. So what was your biggest takeaway from being in Iraq and your time over there? Anything different than what you thought going in or like lessons you learned from it or? For sure. Um, I'll tell you something that really struck me was just seeing how, how their living conditions, uh, you know, and. Of the people over there? Yes, for sure. Um, like kid, the kids uh, would love us to death because we'd give them stuff or candy or water, things that they couldn't get normally. Mm-hmm. And uh, just seeing we would be in the trucks and watching their children run straight towards us. Uh, and I mean, through a shitty canal and everything with no shoes, nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying just for a piece of candy or, you know, or something that the Americans have. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was tough and uh you know and not only that but seeing the difference in their school children there and you know the women being covered up and uh mm-hmm. you know all that even in school and middle school and stuff the girls are, the fa- girls are their faces co- are covered and everything so that was wow that was, with the backpacks on they're going to school so all of that was interesting mm-hmm. uh and worrisome at the same time never forgetting stepping out into the city of iraq for the first time i was i ain't gonna lie i was a little nervous heart was pounding yeah and you know my uh one of my senior soldiers uh sergeant jackson pushed me like oh, i'm gonna go ahead out come on you know they done did five deployments before me and stuff but yeah uh so so this was when you were going out into into which city was this baghdad oh what was the name of that city we were in uh ad it's called ad uh, okay. i have to look that back up i'm pretty sure that's what it was the city. So this is your first time like on, on the, the ground mob. on the ground yeah out of the fob and into the city of into the city yeah so you and know. that that probably feels like you're unprotected and you're, oh man I, I bro i looked in every single car i was past and i was looking at children crazy i was like yeah don't run up on me like you know stay back please and right. women that are pregnant you, know, you got a bomb i don't know yeah uh any of that they'll, they'll use all those tactics to, oh yes to get, they will to get assault americans definitely so I was I was little, but as I as I seen, got used to it and being out a few times, and mm-hmm. it got more like I said relaxed because when we were it wasn't as bad. We weren't in firefights every single week and yeah. none of that. So yeah, uh, it, it wasn't too bad. How many firefights did you see? Uh, I got I I got in one. Like I said, and it was it was very minor. Like I said, it it was you know was that the one with the, the yeah the, with the ID going the off ID. and uh you know I said we I didn't shoot but uh, one of our some of our guns uh, shot and, and okay. by, I said, by the time the helicopters there you know okay. they just shot to like I said to get our soldiers make sure they're safe and knowing that we were firing. Yeah. I, sh- I should have fired off but yeah I didn't know exactly where them bullets were coming from so I For didn't sure. want to shoot through someone's house and how do you uh, how do you feel about war now because I ask because. Uh, you know, people like me who have never been even close to one or uh, and all of our knowledge of it comes from, you know, movies or whatever. And it's kind of a glamorized perspective when you see like, you know, guys doing their thing and, and like you admire the bravery from a distance. But it's also like heavy, you know, when um, and nobody should root for war or anything like that. But, no. Like, do you feel like how do you feel about it? now um versus like maybe before you went over there yeah i I, like i said i i think we definitely needed a break and uh you know especially some of the guys i've seen that have done four and five different deployments and lost a lot of men a lot of soldiers to suicide uh um yeah, they were worn out. We needed a break, uh, mm-hmm. honestly. You know, I don't know. You know, if you, and if you see somebody that's, uh, you know, like, oh, let's go, my boy, can't wait to go back to war. That's a red flag. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they need some some therapy and, and for stuff. Sure. Uh, for sure. Like a lot of us do in general, but yeah. Y- uh, yeah. 
Yeah, and you can point that stuff out, especially if, like you said, we have some, you know, they 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 that they recruit people that yeah. that that could that could uh, you know be excited to um, go to war. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to really process that it's real. You know what I mean? Because we've never seen a war over here on U.S. soil. Really, no. I mean, aside from like nine eleven was the closest thing we've seen, and uh, you know that was a long time ago. People forget about that, and. Uh, and, yeah. men, and if you live in bad areas, you know, Chicago and Chirac. Chicago, yeah. Call Chirac up there. Yeah, like, you, you know, live in areas where there's a lot of gang you know, violence gang and violence stuff. Yeah, and, stuff. and maybe the mob, mob days back in the day. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you just, you know, have bullet holes coming through your living yeah. room. You're trying to teach your daughter or get her to school and stuff. Like, yeah. Could, that, that feel probably the same. Yeah, for sure. But I, I know there's but, there's something definitely, too, like the, the guys that are, like, battle-hardened and stuff versus, you know, the naive soldier who's never been because um, I remember like I, I watched a lot of like World War II documentaries and stuff and uh, you know some of it like the Americans kind of entered the war after the Germans so like the Germans were already battle hardened and, and like you know that was an advantage because the young boys just getting off before Normandy like they, they didn't know what the hell they were getting into and uh, yeah not for the faint of heart for sure but uh that combat experience and everything like that. Gosh, it's so crazy to me. It, it, thank it, you for your service, by the way. Oh man, Seriously. it was a, it was sure an honor, gets, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give you a, a fist bump on that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, no, nah, it was an honor, and I tell people to this day, even though you know, um, it, it it was an honor, you know, and I I, I would do it again. Uh, yeah. Uh, if I was needed, mm-hmm. you know, if I was needed, and yeah, because it's a real sacrifice, dude. I mean, psychologically, like the hard shit you got to go through, like no matter what you do over there. I mean, I'm thankful I wasn't I wasn't married and didn't have children at yeah. that time, and that's something else. I like I said, I made this decision for me and to put so I could go through and see, you mm-hmm. know, how 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 the, the process is. And yeah, I'll tell you the saddest thing I seen was when we were getting on buses in Fort Ra- at Fort Riley in Kansas, mm-hmm. and uh, seeing the soldiers and men that were married and had kids and seeing their kids kids and wives crying and stuff when they were going off and i just thought i'm, I'm sitting there i didn't invite my family because i got such a quick notice of when i got stationed for it rather right. i was going to war right uh you know what i'm saying it was like two weeks i didn't yeah. get to experience kansas right. for a minute you know right. it was like hey no garrison trainer nothing it was like hey we need you you ain't yeah. been to war yet so that was, was like, sad okay. to you to see their kids yeah and wives bro crying yeah like all the, the time away and all i was thinking about is you know like that soldiers that don't come back or the things that they do miss like pregnancy some people some soldiers you know get their wives pregnant before they didn't get deployed and then don't even get to yeah. see the birth of their child and stuff yeah. until they get back or hopefully when they do get back yeah so that stuff is, is stuff you're definitely thinking about and also uh you know like i said while i'm there uh you know being able to see them make phone calls and stuff touch my heart back home and to their wives yeah and talk to their children for a second that was very rarely at certain times when you know when you could it mm-hmm. wasn't every day and you mm-hmm. know it's all of that but yeah yeah there's a lot of people yeah you forget about the people that uh you know wives and kids at home like how hard that would be to be away from uh i can't imagine because like, i don't have to i never had but i couldn't because i it, it, it hit me it hit me in the heart a little bit i was like for sure, mm. for yeah. sure. so i didn't get to get married i didn't play around with none of it even then i was yeah. like i ain't gonna get you know yeah you know, i'm gonna it, do it definitely for the money i'm not here for that right so. right it is kind of interesting i know the a uh, lot of uh uh guys that you know if they enlist in the army or whatever a lot of people get married very young 
in the military very quickly like very, I said, very the, quickly the benefits of it like you said you get to, as soon as you get married you get to move off and have your own house you get out the barracks yep. and you know of course the military won't that because then you're more you're more likely to do 20 years and and stay in once you once you got that same structure and your wife yeah. family taken care of your wife probably got a degree mm-hmm. now because she's got she gets to go to school yeah. and, and then, yeah, all that's, that's paid for that's housing's really paid for home. your housing's paid for yeah. All she gotta do is hold the house and the kids down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At least while, while you're there. Yeah. A buddy of mine. And keep you sane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, let you vent when you get off work and you don't got badgered by half the you know. Yeah, yeah. You, you need a you need a good woman at home sometimes <laughs> to keep you grounded. I need, Yeah, dude. I, I think every every guy probably needs that. And that's, yeah. yeah. I need yeah, you and me both we need to find a, <laughs> find a, a nice girl to settle down with. Uh, yeah. But uh, go to the cliffs one day together. What's that? The cliffs the cliffs was that it's like one of the nicest developments up like where all the millionaires live up above like 25 travelers right dude yeah 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 we gotta, set that, yeah, uh, we gotta get get a place up in the we, cliffs we're going we're gonna play golf and yeah i'll be the caddy i don't care yeah dude i'm cleaning houses windows everything that weekend what y'all need <laughs> this is david he actually played for green bay <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, Green Bay Packers. We <laughs> suck. <laughs> T-shirt, but uh, missed old Brett Favre days. That's so. all. Yeah, dude. I, I miss Seriously. Favre too. Yeah, he was a monster. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the marriage thing. I was gonna say, my buddy, he uh, he was stationed in Fort Bragg, mm-hmm. and uh, he uh, he enlisted pretty probably a couple years out of college, and uh, he um uh he was dating this girl 82nd airborne Fort 82nd. yeah i think he was in one of the airborne yeah 82nd that's what the fort so you jump out of planes out yeah of dude he uh he enlisted and then he had been dating this girl for a couple of months and uh and he married her and he was like the first in our friend group to get married we we're like brad what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> but he's like yeah man i know and uh yeah i think he did it for all those reasons we talked about but uh yeah, yeah it worked out he's all they still together still together nice yep. kids she's a nurse yeah he's got a, a son and uh does he have two kids he's gonna kill me he, he doesn't <laughs> listen to this yeah I think these guys are my best friends they all shit on the podcast they're all like dave what are you doing and i think that too a lot but it's whatever but uh but yeah man that's uh that's good stuff so uh um do so you like brett Favre? Yeah, man, him. I, I was a Peyton Manning fan. I didn't necessarily pull for a team, but you know, I pulled for the Manning. Yeah, you know I'm saying because like, he was extraordinary. Like you know, what I'm saying yeah, he was like Elon dude. Musk of football. Yeah, there. Elon Musk of football. <laughs> yeah, dude, I remember Brainiac. Uh, yeah, big head, forehead, everything, all that. Like uh-huh. big head. You know, they make jokes about him on the roast and stuff about yeah. his helmet. They're like, yeah. bro, you'd have needed a, a bigger big, helmet. He's got a big, forehead like I do, dude. He's uh, his whole head. <laughs> yeah, his whole head. I I remember being afraid of playing the Colts because he was like the first quarterback. <laughs> That uh, I mean, I, you know, I'm sure all quarterbacks read defenses, but I remember Peyton Manning. He was like a surgeon, like changing plays and like you know, yes. dissecting defenses. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we can't really stack up. And Brett Favre was kind of the opposite. He wasn't like he was kind of just this aw shucks gunslinger type guy. Yes. And uh, he didn't even know what a, a nickel defense was <laughs> until a few years into the NFL, which is I don't hard know, to believe. Th- yeah, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's just throwing it out there, and he's got a rocket for an arm, and you know, so. But he he was like an Iron Man, you know, in terms of toughness, because he didn't have all those nice rules for quarterbacks today. 
Right. Where like you touch him and they throw a flag. He would yeah. just he would get the shit kicked out of him. And would get up smiling. Uh-huh. Not smiling, but you know, in his head he's like, Yeah, come on, yeah. hit me again. Yeah. And I'm gonna you this next play uh-huh. eighty five yards. Watch yeah. bomb. Yeah. On on the money. Yeah. So you said what's your favorite sport? Is it basketball? As you said, you you played basketball in high school. I did. Uh, I'd probably say it, it is basketball, or even though now I don't, I'm not much into sports. I've taken myself out of a lot of stuff, even movie, like movies and TV and stuff. And yeah, uh, you know, I don't do that. I do play a lot of video games. I don't tell nobody. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that's take my mind. I get my mind off things, especially you know over my healing process and stuff. For so. sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't watch much sports and stuff. But I do. I love basketball. Yeah. What position did you play in basketball? Oh, I was four. Uh, yeah, four. So Powerful. That's what I played. Did you? Yeah. Nah, yeah. I know yeah. you're tall. I know you was in the paint. Yeah. I know you was. Yeah, dude. Because I couldn't handle the ball very well. I mean, me either back then. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did like to bang around. But I get them rebounds and, and uh, yeah, dude. I was the same. And box you out and all uh-huh. that. Like, yeah. So yeah. that doesn't matter. And be able to pass out and, yeah. and make people have to come in to. to you know, yeah. defend me for but sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I see. He on me. I on me. I see. Yeah, I know. That. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna be on it. I'm gonna keep it right here. Yeah. While I sit the water and everything, watch this. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, dude, I played the four. I was. Uh, I was never a starter in high school basketball. Well, I was JV, but um, yeah, I was the guy who came off the bench and brought a, like energy to the to the game. But that matters. Never, never the go to guy, but. You know, that was more football, but, um, but cool, man. What video games do you play? Rocket League. There's a game called Rocket League. You've heard of that? No. What's that? Man, it is insane, man. It's uh, basically like uh, mo- like cars. Like think uh, um, Hot Wheels, like Hot Wheels cars. Uh-huh. Think you can customize them. You can change whatever color you want, and you're okay. playing soccer. With the cars? Against like two on two or three on three. Okay. And you you actually have there's aerodynamics in it. So you can get boosts while you're while you're going across the map and you can fly up into the air and hit the ball and be deflecting. Dude, that sounds awesome. It is What you, consoles is this on? Uh I think it's on the majority of them now. I think it's on all consoles. So what do you play it on? I play it on Xbox. Xbox. Okay. But PS it's on PlayStation Four, PlayStation PS five, computer. Yeah. Uh you, I'm gonna, yeah, I want you to check that out too. That man. Look like a, look at it. It is it is one of the most like you say complicated and yeah and, and physics in it. Yeah. Or just so that's what gets you engaged. Oh uh, yeah. That and and the saga too. It's like so you're flying in air and then you can demo at other cars too if you run into them fast enough. Like, okay. So if you want to use that as a tactic, you can. Nice. <laughs> or if you're just angry and toxic. Yeah. You know <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just gotta get some energy out. That's yeah. it. That's it. That and uh what else? Uh I, I played Fortnite there for a while. Fortnite. But I gave up on it. Yeah, I mean I didn't give up on it, but it just got a little corny kinda after a while. Yeah. But during the beginning, when it first came out, it was the number one game in the world. Like it was sick. Like being yeah. To build it and even kids doing it like you're building and while you're fighting you're building in real time yes yeah. bro that that was like man that's incredible yeah it's a cool game it I, is. I, I never played but i've watched uh my cousins play and uh you know different friends play and it was it was cool you like dropped out of what a hot air balloon or something at the beginning yeah is that what happens yeah and that's, that's like, like connected to a buzz and, yeah, connected and, to be, a buzz and they all drop drop 100 100 people on one map and uh yeah yeah so, yeah, that's that, fun as hell to watch. And I tell you, the coolest thing about one of the coolest things I did was Fortnite was go to a concert. You know what I'm saying on there, like a real lot, like real time concert. It was uh, in Fortnite. Yeah, was it? Uh, who was the first one? Travis Scott did a concert on there. Okay, uh, and then so uh, what? Like virtual reality? 
Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, you run, you get to run up to a part of the map and they change the whole stage and then he comes out and it, it, it merges, it merges you into a whole uh, concert. And so how, where was he in performing? The world. Was he performing in VR? Like no, it, it wasn't, it wasn't in VR. He was, it was just an ending in the world. He, he was a, he was a huge, his whole character was huge and all you got, like you're little and looking up at him coming through, the, coming through and just performing his whole was song. It, was it actually him or was it like a pre-recorded? It, no, it was, it was a, it was like a, a, a cartoon version. Okay, of, I got you. You know what I'm saying? I uh, got you. Yeah, but it was still like, you know what I'm saying? It was cool. And then Ariana Grande, they did one with her, which was wow. sick. Like, yeah. And then. So how many people are like watching this concert? Oh man, it's just millions of people. I mean, at one, in one game, uh, like you said, maybe just 50 to a hundred. Right. But. I gotcha. There's millions of games going on, you know. Right. All around, all the consoles. So is everybody getting? Dude, that's interesting. Into. So it's, the community vibe is there. Like, well, like I'm with, I'm in it with all the other players. Yep. Got to yeah. watch the New Year's ball drop on there. I play actually played on was playing on New Year's oh, one there year you go. With, with some of my guys, yeah. and, and we go on there, and sure enough, and, and at, at midnight the whole ball comes down from the middle of the world, and yeah. everybody's just celebrating, doing weird. Everybody's stuff. doing the dances, jumping and stuff. up and building up up in the air, and like trying to look at it higher. Like, Wait, so do people take a break from shooting at each other to do? Oh that? yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> what if you just a dick and just started shooting, like looking at the ball? Like, oh yeah, people, people could do that, I guess. Yeah, Dude, that's that's Halo, of course. Gears of War. I'm just throwing Dude, some, some big ones out we there. We played Halo in college. Yeah, How'd they you, uh, they, they like, love treated that. us. They built this new student union where they had like you know um, stuff in the uh, the the common area, and like you could play on the big screen or like on these little gamer stations. And we would get drunk and, and come to the student union at like 2 a.m. on like a Friday or Saturday, like after parties were done. And then we'd, we'd go and just play Halo, like with the boys. Yes, sir. And we'd get some food and just chill. And um, that was great. Fun. Stick yeah. it, stick somebody with a sticky grenade. Love, that's the best part yeah. of Halo. You get some, you catch somebody with <laughs> one of them sticky. Yeah. 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 Plasma grenade. Yeah. Wow. Watch them go like, yeah, that was good aim, wasn't it? Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha, bitch. Yeah. Gotcha, bitch. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Dude, that's uh, yeah, that's great. That Fortnite stuff and like the the common concerts that gets me thinking about the metaverse and mm. like how they're doing more stuff about that. Yeah, metaverse is real. I mean, do you think it's like not real? It it is real, but like it's gonna catch on broadly speaking. Man, I it's gonna. I think it's gonna take it'll take a good another ten years at least. But you know, if, I agree. I think uh, ten years is. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna take a while. I think. No, yeah, no, it's gonna definitely be a thing. You know, more people, you know, are, are probably trying to do things staying in, like people ordering groceries and stuff now, like mm -hmm. with Walmart and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, the autonomous stuff. So yeah, you'll be able to go in there and buy, you know, go shopping like you're in Hollywood or something, right? To the same stores and stuff. And yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think it'll catch on after a while, but yeah, I kind of hope it does because I want cryptocurrency to be a thing. And I understand, as I understand it, the blockchain for some of these uh, cryptocurrencies will be how exchanges can happen virtually. Um, so I was pretty high on that until, I don't know, I feel like this year the economy crashed again, sort of. Like the stock market definitely did. And a lot of the crypto, Bitcoin went to, like everything. It's way off the highs that it was on um, in terms of value. And I think the hype kind of died down for a little bit with what we're in this recession. But I don't know, man. It's interesting because I've never been a huge gamer. I'm not sure about like uh, what the what the appeal, broadly speaking, will end up being. But 
Um, is is it is it mainly is it centered? It ain't really necessarily centered around gaming, or is it the, the meta? It's not, but I always look to the gamers to see what they're doing because it seems like a lot of younger people are into it. Like kids are really into gaming. Kids are into VR or you know whatever more so than people my age are. Yes. So um, usually look to the the kids to see like oh what's the next thing going to be, um, or things like uh, what's the is it Twitch? What's the the the, the, the where they stream? Where they stream. Is yeah, it's Twitch, Twitch streaming and, one? Yeah, there's a couple of them. Is Twitch, Twitch is, still pretty big? Yeah, Twitch is still doing its thing. Uh, and I think they, they had a partnership with, I think, like Microsoft there for a while where you could have it even on a console. But, you know, mm-hmm. then Microsoft, of course, tried to have their own version yeah. of it. And Yeah. So, there's so I don't know. I think gaming and crypto, I think the overlap there is with NFTs because... Um, I don't understand fun, NFTs. Fungible token. Non-fungible token. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it that I don't understand it that well, but my my like uh amateur understanding of it is that it's uh it's it's like a blockchain similar to how cryptocurrency is decentralized and you can track the transactions. Um uh NFTs are on the Ethereum blockchain and they're like digital assets that are you could track ownership of between users, I guess. Yeah. So they're just pictures of apes and, and, you know, <laughs> board ape yacht club and stuff yeah. like that. Like that's what it starts as. But <laughs> if you could have other forms of digital assets to trade on the blockchain in a virtual world, then it could be more than just those pictures. It would be, I don't know. Like you could have a digital apartment that has an actual digital location that you could, track the value of and exchange with other people like digital real estate or digital that's, yeah that's really cool and you need an underlying currency to support all of that so that to me was the first time i was like okay cryptocurrency might have an application like you might be able to use it it's not just something to you know bros try to get rich off of yeah because that's why i feel like a lot of people like the hype is i want to get rich quick off this and then get out. My question, yeah, and then get out. <laughs> yeah, and that's not, that's just like a stupid investment. But could it actually be used by people? Like, is it is it like something where people will take to it, like social media? Because um, you need a mass of people using it and and exchanging it for it to be worth anything. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. I I really don't know a lot about it, but. Um, you definitely know more than me, and then I did study study it too, because of course it was not only trending like globally after a while in Brazil yeah. and then everywhere else. And yeah, yeah, it's I was huge. just curious about connecting the dots between like a virtual world, which you kind of like in gaming and things like that, mm-hmm. and then like you know the average person would they like use it? Um, would they like you know have a place in the metaverse, and would they use you know digital assets to flex on people? Kind of, you know, people flex, you know, people they flex did, yeah, media. they do it on uh, Grand Theft Auto online and stuff. It's yeah. kind of the same, going yeah. there and buy your nice cars, and they come out with new motorcycles and stuff. Yeah, so you got the new motorcycle, like you buy it with crypto, and then like I, I'm like, <laughs> I have a digital net worth that's like the Sims. So you, you start like down Sims, here, bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you're at the bottom, then you're a better, yeah, yeah. Sim, I guess. Yeah, it'll be big. It'll be. I think it'll be. It'll get there, especially as much money as they dumped into it. Yeah. Oh, uh, and you know they're taking it very seriously. Yeah, they'll push it for sure. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But dude, let's talk about comedy. Yeah, we haven't even talked about comedy yet. Yeah, we have. When did you start stand up? 
Uh, I started uh, probably about three years ago. Um, and I met, uh, you know, of course, I, I know Queen Momo uh, from uh, singing uh, at Stretch Sharky's uh-huh. and uh, around town a little bit. And I didn't even know that she did comedy. And a lot of people don't. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. want to, you, you don't want to, you know what I'm saying? You want, you want people to ask you or, or, you know, eventually, you know, find out. But, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I want to say Brandon Rainwater came down one day and I didn't know who he was at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I just, you know, chopped it up to him and I was like, Hey, how, how you doing? What you do? And he said, comedy. I said, really? You know what I'm saying? Smile. I was like, yeah. it's cool. I love that Brandon says that by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, I, I, you could say anything else. It's another job, but he said, comedy. comedy. I'm a comedian. Yeah. I love when you can be, you're yeah. assertive with that shit. I yes. love how Brandon owns that. that and that's, that's those first words out of his mouth. I'm telling you, I said, and I looked at it, I said, I said, okay. And you know, like I said, at the time I like, I wasn't in the scene here. I'd never been to the comedy zone or any of the places, uh, even coffee underground for improv mm-hmm. or comedy. So I didn't, it wasn't too you familiar. You didn't know it existed. No, not yeah. here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. But um, and he said that I said I said okay it's cool so he hung out for a little bit and then I was really interested you know what I'm saying because mm-hmm. I was a class guy in middle school or class clown or, yeah, yeah middle school and stuff and uh, me and my stepsister at the same time we both made class clown that year yeah it was crazy but hell yeah dude uh, so you know I you know I just took a mental note of what he said and stuff and I of course I didn't ask him to tell a joke but mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah I, I knew I was gonna follow him yeah, and and Queen Momo and that's when I linked with them and I was like yeah let me uh, uh you know come try some, you know come see what see what see what it's about is, sure. is what I said and uh sure enough uh, i think um you know there's a queen momo took me in and, and showed me what she does she's hosting and stuff there and so this was at comedy zone was when you first went to like kind of watch did my see. first three yep yeah yeah i didn't i didn't yeah i went and watched first and was taking notes you know just trying to be you know yeah you what were your observations the first time you walked into the comedy zone oh man uh, like you said the presence of the stage it was all it was you yeah. could tell it was very well set up and stuff it's and, cool uh, man it's a real comedy club it is bro. it's it's, it's nice Those, it's from the curtains what the curtains pretty, to uh the, the whole the, setup the brick cool. wall behind it the brick wall that's pretty iconic to me it is like a lot of stand-ups i think of when i think of famous ones or just i think of a comedy club i think of a you know you're standing in front of a brick wall, brick wall. Mm-hmm. so i love about robin uh robin scott you know and her her shows in anderson she has like a little it's like a yeah pl- she has so it's like a plastic you yeah, the plastic version of it, but she still makes sure she, she had made a brick, brick wall. wall behind it. Yeah, and I love her wall, the spotlight. Yeah, that's it. Just that's it. belt out your and jokes. people are gonna know what you're gonna. Yeah, and it's, it's comedy about to go down. Yeah, yeah for saying? sure. Yeah, that's cool. So you so you watched and then you did your first three minutes set. Yeah, and then I then I then I came back and did my I, first three. Was minutes. it like the week after? Probably, yeah. It was probably about that next week, and you know, I was like, yeah, okay, I think I could come up and you know do something. What'd you do your first time on stage? Oh man. Um I want to say, like I said, it was just, it, it was really, I was, you know, I, I think I had a, uh, you know, the hats, uh, the camouflage hats that's got like the, the, for hunting, that's got the mask that comes down, yeah. it's all camo. Yeah. I had one of those hats on, you know, like, you know, I didn't, I didn't, like I said, I didn't know the structure of comedy, so I didn't know uh-huh. you should be bringing, having, having stuff like that on stage, but I had, right. I had the mask down with like one show on my face yeah. and looked at both sides of the crowd. And then, and then I even said some, you know, like, was like I'm told a little bit about myself, and then I took it off and and just like threw it and yeah. show my face, you know. Did people like, laugh when you took your? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, you know, because I thought I was talking country and stuff at first too to try to throw them off. Yeah, you know, I'm from T 
FTR and yeah. you know what I'm saying? Marietta. Shout out two nine six six one. Yeah. Uh and yeah, and I was like, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and just went off on, uh-huh. you know, to some improv on that. But That's yeah. awesome. It yeah. sounds like a good first set, dude. It, it was it was okay, you know what I'm saying? But it was okay. I mean and the, the three minutes felt like ten, of course. You know how that is. Yeah. Even three minutes then felt yeah. like ten minutes, I swear. Yeah. The bright lights, I, I know I, I, I was looking at them probably in front of everybody. I was like, Oh my goodness. I think everybody do, a lot of people do that, especially newcomers. They'll get up there and say something about them lights. Yeah. You know, being so bright. But I yeah. got used to them coming right. out. It's hot. Or <laughs> yeah, I know what time it is. I, I don't take these things off, but yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Be up there and be like, I beat the system. Yeah, yeah, sure, <laughs> I said that before, I know, but for sure. Uh, yeah, so it was it was good. Three minutes, and uh, then I was I was itching for more time and mm-hmm. stuff, and to come back and keep working, learning the whole process, working yeah. material, listen, and and getting the light. It took me it took me a while. I said ADHD it took mm-hmm. me a while to be. <laughs> I yeah. messed that light up. You got to catch it, yeah, and, and get your time in it. So, so yeah. all that learning. All probably process. obvious to explain to people but like a lot of comics watch this but the light you're talking about they light you after when you have 60 seconds left and you got to kind of look in the back and see what it's on and uh wrap your stuff up <laughs> yeah that's the yeah that's the lingo that's but it. dude that's cool so you uh yeah you had a good first set did you when did you introduce music to your to your act um i really even haven't too much even now yeah. uh you know uh I, ha- I haven't and I need to because you know like even Teen Link from Columbia you know he mm-hmm. comes down and I seen him come in there and do it one day I was like yes yeah. I was like okay I gotta yeah, start I gotta start singing. doing it you know especially by, you know I seen you know one of my favorites is uh, Prince Purple Rain in my own style but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah you know come out even to the instrumental I gotta do it so- I gotta do it soon yeah. Yeah, and it, I'll try it at uh, Radio Room next time and let yeah. you just play the instrumentals or something yeah. like for even Purple Rain or yeah. whatever and uh, sure. I'll come up and just improvise yeah. the song for a second I'm like oh, oh, oh yeah yeah Y'all, y'all don't y'all, y'all like it or no and yeah you, you see how they judge it yeah know? for sure like if not i'll shut up and do comedy now yeah <laughs> yeah what do you get out of comedy you think i mean you said you were hooked and itching to do it more after you did it the first time but what do you what do you get out of just comedy? being able to tell my story like you said black and white my last name's Whiteside. yeah and just to see how people you really pick all that up and then in the middle of my set you know i'm like mulatto or i keep saying things to mm-hmm. so people get the point across and yeah so i want people to know that and then white side mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and then you know, and I can bounce between both, yeah. kind of sometimes, and yeah, like oh y'all didn't know uh, Alan Jackson was in town this week, did y'all? Yeah, or and then on yeah. the first side of yeah. that, yeah, yeah, anybody ready for this Travis Scott concert? <laughs> right. Ain't nobody gonna get stomped at this one because right. I'm doing security, right? Uh, but yeah, yeah, know. yeah, it's cool, man. That's a cool <laughs> part of stand. You can, you can tell your story and you can see how it connects with people like your own story is your own story but like when people you know are drawn in and it's it's going well and people are laughing they're like they're with you dude so it's like yeah it's pretty damn cool that the last yeah you said the laughs and all that but people come up and actually talking to you and telling you like Mm -hmm. like, man i liked your energy or any of that it really is it's fulfilling yeah you feel seen yeah by people yeah. That don't even know you, or you know, and comedy, mm-hmm. like you said, comedy is one of the toughest things. Comedy, comedy, and poetry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those seeing those just doing that, it's just very tough and uh, strategic uh, at times. But at, a lot of times, we can go in and have fun too, you know, yeah. with each other. So uh, yeah, for so sure, there's a good group of people to hang with and friends and stuff. It's not, it's not exact. It's not like the military, but I was gonna make a like. It's kind of you know. Like stand up so hard that like the people that are doing it a lot, you kind of develop a little bit more of a friendship with those people because 
it's because uh, we know we've been out here. We've been, we've been out here grueling. Suffer. Yeah, you suffer together. <laughs> yeah, you, you have fun together. Yeah, it's a good time. That's how I love it. even about, even about our scene. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we 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 uh, like I said, we started even Queen Momo. There's a lot to think for that too. Is how she pulled us all into Sharkies, and and not only that, it's smart to yeah. To, all the comics from Comedy Zone now coming to Sharkies, yeah. and so uh, you know, like I said, we're being noticed, and we can go mm-hmm. in and there and have a and cut up. And actually, we've a lot of us have done that. We bring our humor in there a little bit and mm-hmm. cut up with each other yeah for sure I, w- I wonder like sharky's is a great hang and I, I wonder if people that are just like common bar patrons there are like who the hell is this group of like knuckleheads <laughs> yeah. we're loud we're laughing yes you and know dapping each other up when we all coming in the dapping door. each other up and like dude who, who, who what is this group of people because like it looks very random like uh in terms of the comics because we're all different you know ages races genders like it's it's random there's really nothing common about us except that we do comedy and yeah we, that, and we that's, have fun together that's it so it's pretty it's it's just a random group of people with uh it's pretty cool and then we're usually like a lot of the comics are the first to sign up for karaoke so uh yeah i mentioned at the beginning but you are a killer karaoke singer man i really appreciate that uh, i'm yeah. telling you i wouldn't be doing i would not be doing comedy right now if it wasn't for me like singing i you know i had to find uh, I had to find some approaches to get get in front of crowds again and not get be so seclusive. And I still kind of like that, you know. I even be out in the middle of a lot of us sometimes and be by myself or in the back or. Yeah. But I, you know, but still, like I said, I'm out. I'm I'm in, I'll get in front of people. I'll sing, mm-hmm. and singing was it. Yeah. Uh, for me, how uh, long? When did you start doing karaoke? Like how long before comedy too? I guess. Oh yeah, man. I've been I've been uh, probably doing karaoke for about least uh eight or nine years now okay. in the scene uh and is yeah. that when you first figured out you could sing or did you sing growing up in choir or like other stuff uh i knew i knew i could sing um uh, a little bit but i've never like i said did care until i did karaoke mm-hmm. and and got the recognition from it yeah you know knowing that like, okay you know yeah. what i'm saying uh and I, that's like i said i still people I, putting their beer down and looking up me like oh man this guy and coming up and offering me a beer after yeah. like bro you did so good you would you like to get a beer yeah, yeah i appreciate that and you know even if i'm not drinking much much yeah. at all that time I, just the respect level of that is sure. is really cool and, and it did push me uh and like i said I, a lot of times i'll focus on the songs that you know that really have a meaning to me even yeah uh, yeah uh, like i said i you know uh you can't go around singing r kelly and Greenville. I'll make that joke now, but I do sing. I believe I can fly for personal reasons. Yeah, you know what, what personal saying? reason? Oh, uh, just like you know, something like I believe I can fly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying I do believe. You know, that saying, I, yeah, uh, you can that, be free and yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, you know, that's it. Like bottom line, there. Like, oh, uh, and then Marshall Tucker Band. Can't uh, can't you see? And I don't. And like I said, it's trending. That's a, that's a local band from Spartanburg. It's it's country, and um, uh, yeah, gonna catch a freight chain. I don't care where it goes. It's time, you know, it's time for me to, to get out and, and see see the rest of the world. You know, saying a little bit and yeah. venture on, but yeah, yeah. I'm gonna catch a freight dude. Train. Then can't you see what that woman done to me? You know, I can't say I haven't been hurt by a woman before, but it, it it hurts. You know, yeah, what I'm yeah, it hurts. Yeah, <laughs> my Dave Chappelle voice. Yeah, that, that shit hurts. <laughs> yeah, man. I think behind a nigga lot need of- a drink. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of guys that go on to do great things. I think there's like a a woman that broke their heart back that that can motivate them. That's a real. That's that's why blue, that's why blues was developed. Yeah, <laughs> my achy yeah. breaky heart, all that, dude. I'm I'm, I'm with you, man. Like when it, when it comes to songs that have a personal meaning and you mm. can sing those and be in that energy, yes. dude. Belt it out, dude. That is. 
Yeah, I uh, I feel like I see that in you, and then um, I, I I name drop Alexis on here uh, a lot, but she's another one when I see her on the karaoke stage where uh, I don't know if all the songs she sings have personal significance, but she seems free when she's you know, she does singing. man i was blown i was i was blown away by by seeing her uh sing for the first time mm-hmm. first time that mm-hmm. says a lot you know what i'm saying i don't know how long she's been singing but right uh she she definitely has an emotional attachment to it yeah and uh she 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 does it very well mm-hmm. um so i yeah i respect that you yeah know, i do it's cool when both of those things kind of combine like you if you're free on stage doing comedy you're you're going to be more free doing songs and like you know you just interconnected mm-hmm. yes and that's how i did it i did it reverse way you know started with karaoke and and now and i'm in comedy and i do both now uh and i'm gonna like i said immerse them together here soon mm-hmm. uh and bring it together yeah i love it man where are we at we're at oh. i yeah i might have to to bounce here in a little bit because uh, we're we're gonna be we gotta head up to Asheville. um but uh yeah, man. I'm trying to think of what else I could add. So you brought your ukulele here. I did. I did. Could you play a little something on the ukulele for us? I definitely can. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm saying it's a little <laughs> strumming and and stuff. And yeah, did you write that? Uh, no, I didn't. But oh, my bad. That <laughs> <laughs> guy's picking me up. Uh, no, I didn't write that, David. Uh, I got Jill to do it. She seems like she's a better writer than me. Uh, but um, no, uh, but uh, you know, just practicing the major uh, chords and strumming, you know, and, and it sounded sounded really good to me, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and I like it, and it can end it really quickly if I'm going to use it in in you know comedy or right. Or when stuff. did you start learning the uh, the ukulele? I bought this for my birthday last year, December. You know, what I'm saying just a Capricorn shout out, yeah, December 28. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I bought myself a gift, and it you know it was like I said to to put something in my hand and and, and hopefully inspire my nephews to pick up an instrument one day. Okay, you got nephews. I do yeah i have two nephews How three three my sister gonna kill me you saying that earlier but yeah, uh yeah. yeah no i got three nephews uh and um yeah one you know one's nine another one's uh six and uh, we got a two-year-old right now okay. so and uh but yeah they're playing football now and stuff but yeah they they, they definitely watch what uncle chris does one of them's a gamer yeah uh, but also he's a brainiac too, and they okay. got like the technology award in like uh-huh. the third grade. So I was I like, yeah, that's that. your uncle Chris. You know, he know about HDMI's and, and, yeah. and computers, and so uh-huh. he think he's slick. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, uh, they love it. All three of them actually. You know, they'll still see me. You know, um, walking around and playing, and uh-huh. especially Happy Birthday. I done played Happy Birthday for all of them. Yeah. At their birthdays and none of that, but people in general. And that's yeah. one of my things too. <laughs> that's great, man. That's great. Uh, uh, yeah, it's great. You pick that up set a good example for uh for the nephew and it's electric you know i'm gonna say that too i don't like to brag but this is y'all see it right this is electric acoustic yes yeah, so ukulele when you take that on stage you can plug that in yeah and, and uh, i got the cutest amp man so i'm gonna use i'll use the word cute you know you could say it's small yeah. and petite yeah. but uh <laughs> dude that's awesome you bring your own amp up amps there. like that big <laughs> yeah uh-oh yeah. she's playing she's singing to me <laughs> yeah. yeah what's your favorite song you can play on there was that the one 
No, uh, it's probably uh, Mary Had a Little Lamb. Mary Had a Little Lamb? All right, play Mary Had a Little <laughs> Lamb. All Mar- the Mary Had a Little Lamb or uh, Happy Birthday. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll probably do happy birthday. You know what I'm saying? We're going to say I ain't, I ain't uh, mastered the Mary Had a Little Lamb yet. I ain't been going to church enough through COVID. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you went but, to church in Iraq, though, right? Uh, you know, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go to church and I'm 33 now, so I need to stay in there all yeah, year. Word, bro. I'm 33. I'm 33, too. All right. This is for David's birthday. When's your birthday? Oh, November 2nd. No, Okay, November Public. 2nd. Y'all got that. I'm going to come back and play it, and we're going to have a birthday party. <laughs> all right. Impressive. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, that little happy birthday, man. I can't tell you how many conversations I started just walk walking the street. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I'll, I'll ask them, you know, I'll set them up, of course. Anybody have any recent birthdays? Yeah. And it'd be one. Somebody did it in a crowd at coffee uh, a couple weeks ago. Okay. One person raised his hand, and sure enough, I, you know, I looked at my baby to the left. I call this my baby now. I just let yeah. you know, I don't have any kids, and I don't know if I plan to. It's called Planned Parenthood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was an inside joke, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man, it's it's a good time. Yeah, I'm gonna learn. I used to play the viola in middle school, and uh, I wanted to pick some something back up. And hopefully, I move to a, uh, a guitar after this, and then piano. And, okay. You know, I might jump in college and actually go to school for music. Yeah, and take my singing to a whole nother there level. You go, hopefully, dude. that's awesome. Marshall Tucker Band, Tennessee. Yeah, like, oh, it's the first light skinned comedian we got. I yeah. mean, not comedian. Uh, excuse me, part time comedian, but uh, that was a joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, singer. You know what yeah. I'm saying? To go out and take that seriously and, and comedy too. Take yeah. take it take it all to a whole different level. And For sure, even, man. In the future, that's awesome. I'm always jealous of the people that can uh, incorporate music. That's great. Well, dude, um, we can we can kind of wrap it up, I guess. Do you have anything you want to shout out before we sign off? Yeah, man. Let me. You know what I'm saying I'm go ahead and give some shout outs to. Uh, uh, branded customs, you know what I'm saying? I gotta stand up for this. But you see, we got the panda guy. You probably seen me a lot in these. You might hoodies. be cut off there. Did it cut off? No, 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 no. Oh, oh, yo, here. Hey, know, let me sit back down. <laughs> Where I get back in the angle. But y'all see the panda gang. Shout out to branded customs. They're doing good things. Um, they had they had a shop at the mall, and which was really impressive. You know, to see one of my one of our friends in the community open their own store at the mall was cool. Even though it was after COVID, but and I went in there and supported them, and I wear that. And panda, the panda to me, like I said, black and white, last name white. So my spirit animal is, is kind of represented with their their the panda. panda. Um, so I want to shout them out. Uh, and then my brand, uh, most valuable, you know what I'm saying? Even Gamertag, most valuable hitman, Xbox. Y'all want, yeah. y'all want to bang, bang. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got that. What is failure? You know what I'm saying? But y'all come out and see us, man. We really do have a great time in the for community. Sure, and and, um, and uh, yeah, I think that's all we really got for a shout out. Sounds, sounds great, man. And I'll link all your social media and stuff. Check Whiteside out. You're always, you know, breath of fresh air. <laughs> Positive vibes. That was a picture. Did you take a picture? Yeah, and I'm gonna, show, I'm gonna shoot you the, the, the video I got. I don't know. Some of it might be yeah. selling, but I'm gonna, whatever you want to do with it, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, throw yeah. it in, and uh, I'll shoot you some stuff. And like I said, photos and stuff from yeah, my, from you know my past life to kind of go along with some of the stuff we've been saying. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. I'll throw that on the intro. And uh, yeah, man, it was awesome. Check, check, yeah, check Whiteside out on stage. Whiteside. Yeah, yeah. Coffee, <laughs> Sharkies, karaoke. We, when you do prints, man, it's. Uh, 
and I, especially when it rains. Yeah. I, most purple of the time, rain. I wait to sing that to when it's raining. When purple night. rain. And I'm like, oh, let me, which which uh, where, where can I go to do some karaoke tonight? Yeah, and I go yeah. in to set them up. You know yeah, and then like when I say set them up, I might do Kid Rock, God knows why, or Marshall Tucker Band, or some country. Yeah, old red, and then switch straight into Prince. Yeah, or you know, I'm saying vice versa. I do R. Kelly. And For then, sure. Yeah, For I sure. believe I can fly only. I don't yeah. do nothing else. But. Nothing else with R. Kelly. <laughs> Yes, right, sir. Man. Well, dude, thanks a lot for coming. Man, around. I had a blast, bro. Yeah, I dude, really did. It was great. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time.